0: Hello everybody and welcome to the 21st Well Played Podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. We explore together games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have Justin Nakarato, Twitter handle at teacherinme. Justin took on gamification in grade school. Uh, Justin, you want to uh, introduce
1: yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Justin Naccarato. And I teach third grade in Ohio at Keystone. And uh, this is my sixth year teaching third grade and seventh year teaching overall. My first year I taught Title I reading for first through fourth grade. So um, this is my, I'm going into my second year gamifying. So I'm excited to get this year rolling. We start in a couple weeks. So I have a few things to do still, but... I'm excited.
0: That's awesome, and actually, that's really on point to what we're talking about today. So, Justin, you know, just shared with us he's about to start his second year gamifying, uh, and that's really what we're talking about today: is gamification growth over time. You know that it's. I always use the analogy: it's like money in the bank. You know, you're just going to keep making deposits, and the bank account's going to grow. So uh, that's the that's the central theme of today's podcast. Is just you know, as Justin moves into his year two, what is he adding? What is he changing? And same with me, you know, this is, oh geez, I don't even want to think. This is year, year <laughs> uh, six, going into year six of a full year gamified course. And, you know, like 10 years of gamification lightly, you know, just in units before that. Mm-hmm. So uh, super excited to get this topic underway. Uh, if you could, sort of share with us the pulse of last year for you.
1: Okay, so last year, what really started it was, I read your book over the summer before last year, and then I got all these ideas, like gamification's right up my alley, because I'm a video game nerd, and have played video games since I was little, and so I'm like, let's do this. So I started jotting down ideas, and just went crazy over the summer. And then once I got closer to the school year, I'm like, I have all this stuff and I didn't want to do too much and be overwhelmed. So what I decided to do last year was, um, I took the leaderboard aspect and put leaderboards everywhere. Um, Did the XP, but I did not do individual XP. I did our guild XP and then whole house XP. else i do we did um i made mini games for like weekly xp winners so like as at the end of the week that following monday we would see who gained the most xp out of the guilds and then one person out of that guild would roll to play a mini game that could get them an xp boost um Yeah, that was always fun. They always looked forward to Mondays and playing mini-games. And they could choose to play single-player or a player-versus-player mini-game.
0: If it was player-versus-player, would they get to select who they played against? Or was it like the next highest person?
1: No, they got to choose. And it had to be someone, obviously, from a different guild. So if um, the person that they played against from a different guild won, there was no XP earned. So okay. that the person, it just kind of, it was like a block. The person that, yeah, it was just a block pretty much.
0: That's awesome. Um, what
1: else did I do? We did, um, I called my, uh, like pre assessments, boss slams. So it was their chance to slam the boss before the final boss battle. So some of the kids who, um, showed mastery on the boss slam ought to, got an instant defeat achievement. So I did achievements last year. Um, They got an instant defeat, so they got an enrichment uh, project to do. It was almost like a mandatory quest that they didn't have to take the final assessment at the end because they already proved that they uh, mastered the topic. Um, So boss slams, boss battles. um, So you
0: added a lot of nice language. You had some mechanics in there. Um, Oh, yeah. You, you, you really went in and you did a year long game.
1: Yeah. I didn't really do like, um, a th- like themed units. I did one themed unit last year, but overall it was just a year long game that they just gathered XP and we did mini games and randomly I would just throw in something. Like if I got a, an idea, I would just try it and go with it and we would just have fun. Um, The theme of my classroom, really, like I have uh, I'm I I love Nintendo, so I have a Mario wall. And uh, so I decorated that. It's just like a Mario landscape. So I guess you could call that really a theme, but I didn't really do like a game theme. Sure, you didn't trick it out all into one style. Right. So but the one the one unit that I did that was themed was. Um, I did a Mario Galaxy theme for our geometry unit. So um, instead of guilds, we changed it into planets. So uh, one kid from each, well, used to be guild, got to pick a card, and that was the name of the planet that they got. And then one of those planets was the boss planet. So it was kind of like everyone against that boss planet. Sure. And uh, so... That kind of – that was my one themed unit that I tried last year just to see. I want to do – that's one thing I want to do more of this year. So talking about change, that's one thing I want to change this year or add on to is doing more themed units like that because it was fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so like breaking down some of the things you said, I mean uh, you started – one of the things I liked that you said is you started with um, – Points being guilds and and sort of whole whole groups or whole houses, whole classes, um, that that's how I actually started with gamification and it was just kind of a nice way to stick your toe into the pool um, because you're not constantly trying to like update so many points. You could just kind of I just had these five city states these groups were in and mm-hmm. I just went up to the board and would you know erase athens city state points and you know add 500 more to it or whatever um right and that's that's a nice way to sort of try out the mechanic of both leaderboard as well as xp with without having it be like cumbersome or large um there's things to be gained by going with individual xp i don't I don't want to be disparaging of it it's pretty awesome and you can do a lot of things in your game with it mm-hmm. but uh you know if you're yeah. overwhelmed and you're like not sure where to start that's a good one. If you want to try XP and like leaderboards, you know, just make it whole class or guild based leaderboards. Cause then you're only keeping track of, you know, 16 groups or
1: five groups or whatever. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing I want to do eventually is individual XP. Um, that's a little bit down the road, uh, for right now. <laughs> that's your, uh, three, yeah, that might be year three. I'll throw in individual XP.
0: Uh, like I said, there's a lot to be gained on that. Um, but with it comes, obviously, you're gaining some workload uh, as well. Right. Um, so, you know, we're talking about that change over time. It sounds like you had a great, successful first year. It sounds like you loved it. You talked about your kids loving coming in and jamming out on the games on, on oh, Monday. Yeah. And, you know... I love your kind of boss throwdowns, you know before before the test is like a pre pre-assessment sort of, and you could kind of opt out if you did well enough. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. With such a successful first year, you know, I'm sure we're all curious to hear what are some of the tweaks that you're excited to add this year what 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 do you have in store for? Them? you You've cooked up some things, I'm sure this summer.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, this this year, and actually I planned on doing it last year and decided to back out on it just because I had so much already planned and I was just reflecting, like, I'm going to get overwhelmed if I try to do all of this. So items was one of the things that I wanted to incorporate last year, and I even had a couple of them made but decided to not use them last year, and I'm kind of glad I did just because last year went awesome the way I did it in the way the kids ran everything. So this year, I want to add in item cards. And I've made, right now, I've made about 15 different item cards that um, they can gain different ways. Um, I'm going to allow them to gain them individual cards, just one at a time. But I'm also going to have like item packs that they can get if they do... Like um, a side quest, because I have leveled side quests that they can choose to do on their own. So if a kid completes a side quest, they can choose a card pack that could be, they don't know what's in it. It could be three or four of the same item. It's all going to be randomized. So, um, yeah, items and abilities are going to be the one big thing that
0: I'm adding this year. All right. That sounds, uh, well, I guess I'll be honest. It sounds right up my alley. I absolutely love (laughs) items and power-ups and that is probably my favorite mechanic to sort of tweak with and, and play with. And it it can be a kind of a never ending thing. I mean, you can, and I don't mean that in a scary sort of way. I just mean that you can always be adding more items if you want. You can make them as small as you want. You can have three items, three power-ups, whatever, but, you could also then make 10 more, make 20 more. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. once you have 10, 20, you can start to have combinations. You know, you can start to have like, if you have this and this, you know, then, then the thing works even better. Uh, Right. So your, I heard you mention that you, you called them abilities. Yeah. So So, let's, let's sort of break that down a little bit.
1: So most, Well, actually, all these cards give the kids an ability to do something. And I've um, kind of... The way I'm going to distribute them is going to be... Like, some of them are going to be more rare than others, and then there's going to be some that are super common. For example, like, some of the common cards are going to be either, um, like, a re-roll, because I use dice a lot. love dice. Um, And the kids love the dice, too. So if they have the re-roll card I, I called it the high roller so if they have that and they didn't like the number that they rolled they can trade in that card to the game maker and then they can re-roll um i also i think i got this idea from your book the plus one or minus one so if they roll a number and uh they wanted a number higher or a number lower if they have that ability card they can trade that in to get a number just add one or subtract one from the number that they rolled um
0: there's so many things you can do with dice.
1: Um Oh yeah, dice are awesome. Uh
0: if you if you guys infuse dice into your game, uh that in and of itself will open up 10-15 items that you could then create. Um I'm playing with things that would revol- would involve multiple die. So mm-hmm. then when you do that, when you start to have more than just roll one die, you can then start to have so you just talked about an item about adding one or taking away one. Um, like I now have an item that allows you to shift pips around on the die. Um, to really show my nerdiness, I know what the name of those dots are called. They're called the, <laughs> the they're pips. called pips. So you you could shift those around. So some of my items you need to get, like for the item to like work or work better, you need to roll two of the identical numbers. But oh now if you're rolling two dice and you roll a, you know, a six and a four, you could shift one of those pips over to the other, thus making it a five and a five. Uh,
1: That's cool number manipulation too.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, just things like that, you know, that, that you can do with the die that add a bit of excitement, a bit of strategic thinking, you know, a bit of, uh, the thing I love about items is I think it's the same craze that there is with avatars, you know, making yourself sort of in a game. Right. I think items provide a similar opportunity because when once you have 10, 20, 30 items and kids have collected 3, 4 of these items, each student's kind of got a unique combination of sort of power-ups because this kid has four different ones than this. I mean, sure they might have two of the same, but then they have two different right. ones. And all of a sudden some kids like rally around that kid like, oh, we need to beat this boss. But like we got to roll these certain numbers. You have that one that can shift pips around like you you go do it. You know, you go battle this guy. Right. And, and again, that's just strategic thinking. That's,
1: you know, great collaborative group work. Uh, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. Something that I kind of didn't do as well as I wanted to last year was hitting the, the socialites. The, you know, the kids who are the social type player. So um, all of these cards, I either put tradable or non-tradable. So most of them are tradable, so I can I'm hoping that these kids are gonna like get up and, you know, try to get one type of card. like if someone has this card that they really want, they're gonna trade and you know, just kind of interact with each other with these cards because Pokemon cards were huge last year with my kids. Mm -hmm. And during indoor recess, they would all bring out their Pokemon cards and sit on the floor and just trade and play with their Pokemon cards. And that was like a huge eye opener to me. Like, so next year when I do items, these kids are going to want to trade. So I didn't want to make too many of my items Mm non-tradable. So I really wanted to hit that, that type of gamer more this year,
0: that that is a lot of fun when you start to have items. I I allow them to trade sort of ad nauseum, uh, and it doesn't bother me. One rule I did insist is they can't trade items during the class sort of period. Mm-hmm. And just something to think about when you build, especially when you start to build out lots of items. Right. Man, many items would sort of break if they'd be allowed to sort of trade them or it would be really tough to manage. And what I mean by that is if you had an item that, let's say, lets you roll to get XP. Mm -hmm. um, And I have a couple of those. So then you could use that item and be like, boom, you know, Justin gets 100 XP. Then you could then turn around and hand that to your best friend and he could come up and be like, boom, I get 100 XP. And then your friend could turn around and give it to another friend, right? And then like that one item got used 20 times today. That's right. so like I really I have sort of a, a rule that all items can only be used once a day. And one way that I can manage that is you really can't trade within my sort of class time. You can trade a recess, you can trade sort of before class. Um, if we're not doing something like that involves the game, I can I sort of say, like, yeah, you guys can trade, you know, we have five minutes left or whatever. But yeah. but if I'm doing something game related where I'm gonna have to keep track of like, was that played, was that used, you know, boom. You, you can't do it in the period because I want to make sure that those things aren't getting just passed down and everybody benefiting by one kid
1: having an item. True. Well, one, one I think how I, uh, in my mind, how I'm going to prevent that is they're not going to be able to hold on to it. So once they use it, it's turned into the game maker and it's kind of put back into the game makers archive of items. So, true. Sure. Uh, once it's used, it just goes back to the game maker, and it's back in, and it could go back out.
0: Yeah. So if yours are all into if yours future. all, yeah, if yours are all one time, then that manages itself. Yeah. But But I bet you, maybe it's year three, I don't know, or maybe it's just quarter <laughs> two, I don't know. But I think as you dive deeper into these game items and abilities, I I, I bet you you're gonna want to make some mega ones that aren't one time that you're kind of like, wow, you get this sort of permanent benefit. Um, right, And then once you do that, you need to manage a way that that permanent benefit doesn't get used, you know, multiple times within the same class
1: period. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I I know I'm going to be making more items throughout the year as we go along with the game and uh, see how things play out this year. That's so.
0: that's good advice right there is. You know, even though you have this nice time this summertime, or if you're listening to this podcast and you, you know, you're you got time at Christmas break or whatever, um, you know, realize that so many of my items have come while the game's on because of two right. important factors. One, you have content right in front of you. So you're yep. you know, you're reading the book thief in your English class, boom, you can make some items that literally like captivate that audience reading that book at that time uh or the other thing so you have the the content right in front of you and you have the game like happening in front of you right exactly we're these game designers but we've never played our game i say that right. all the time and yep. now you have a group of i don't know you know 25 kids or 150 kids depending on what you know you teach that that all are going to give you data back like oh man i so wish i could blank well, then, right yep. there, there's
1: an item. Like, give them yeah. that ability if they have that item. Yeah, no one says you don't. You have to wait until the next year to do it too. Like that change can happen, like, the next week. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's really up to you as the game maker. I mean, I changed things last year, especially adjusting XP to try to balance things and uh, just make things work. Without people getting frustrated or opting out of the game just because the mechanics didn't work or weren't balanced appropriately, um, you have to be willing to be flexible and change things as you go, and as the kids are playing. And um, that's that's huge. That's yeah, really be, huge. Being responsive to the
0: student in the game is huge. And also, I'll just say that when when you do that, when you allow yourself to do that, it, it ends up being a better game itself. I mean, the oh yeah. think about the games, you know, the full production games, whether they're board games or video games. A lot of times there's like a, a, t- a little twist later on, you know, like after I play a lot of board games that after, you know, you've played half the game, all of a sudden some of the scoring mechanics change. Or you grab a new deck of cards and like put it out there and all of a sudden different types of events happen. Or Mm -hmm. video games, you know, like level two is different than level three or take Mario, you know, you, you might do three, four levels in world one that are all very similar, but then you go to world two and it's totally different. Um, Right. So, you know, that, that's just in games innately. And as teachers, sometimes I think we get locked into the, well, I've put myself on this railroad track for this year. Now I gotta finish the year this way, and it's like, no, no, no! You are the game designers. You're like free
1: to make changes. It is okay, right? And I, I did that with um. Anytime I would make big changes, I would call them like updates. Like we'd do update <laughs> version like one point one, update version one point two, and then I would like I would display it on the board, and we'd have a little meeting as a house, and we would go through all the updates, and I would tell them like new Easter eggs were added. Oh yeah, I did Easter eggs last year too um
0: another one of my faves
1: yeah i love easter eggs and they like finding them and i did all of them on my website so when they'd find them and there'd always be like a little something they would have to do to get the reward of xp or something with the easter egg but um anyways with the updates yeah they love like when are we having another update what's update version 1.1 or what's update version 1.6? I'm like, just wait, it's not not, not there yet. So yeah, they like the updates to see any changes to the game or tweaks or things like that. That's great. So as you,
0: I mean, that kind of just goes back to our point, you know, um, growth over time. So within the year, you even had micro changes and micro adjustments and updates as you call them. Um, mm-hmm. And now going into this year, too, you're going to really add these abilities. Um, and again, for some of the new gamifiers out there, uh, I just want to like clarify that items, abilities, power-ups, however you want to, whatever word you want to use, um, they they can be used relatively interchangeably. What we're talking about is giving students some sort of option or power they did not have before. If thematically you want to call those items because you give out an axe or a sword, call them items. If it's like, you know, you're, you're gaining some sort of skill or ability, call them that, you know. But, but really, like, they all work the same. The mechanic
1: behind them is the same. Right. right? And I'm glad you said that, too, because I was always uh, used to saying items. And then as I was making mine, I'm like, well, these are more of abilities than items. And then I would catch myself. Calling them items and abilities and interchangeably, and then uh, you clarifying that they can can be used interchangeably. That kind of makes me feel better. I don't have to really watch my wording as I'm
0: talking. No, it works the same. The as far as vocabulary with students and you know selling it to students, it only really matters if your game delineates between the two, right? If your game has items and abilities, well, then it becomes really important to say like, well, that's an ability is an item you know like right you know but uh other than that like there is no real we're just talking about giving students a power they didn't have right i do like to think of power ups as being temporary but that's just in my own head that's not like mm-hmm. a, that's not a definition but <laughs> i'm so used to you know mario the little star being this power up right you have this 30 yep. seconds invincibility but then it's gone
1: right yeah that makes sense
0: Uh, but you know, this year I'm, I am still, my summer days are winding down. Next week I go back to school and thinking about some of the changes I want to do to my game. Um, last year I tried some sort of big bulky, um, buildings as, so I mean, talk about a kind of a wider interpretation of items or power-ups. Buildings were just bigger items that required kind of the whole group to sort of pool resources in order to build it. But then the entire house got that benefit. So it was almost like all 25 kids, you know, got a sword almost at the same time because we built this thing. Um, But it, it was like convoluted and complex and I couldn't maintain it. So I still have that as like an, a goal in mind someday. I want to crack the code of how to, how to do sort of the clash of clans, like, town aspect and build these buildings but Mm -hmm. i didn't quite nail it last year and i think this year i'm going to just pull it out and sort of shelve it and think more about it and if i figure it out i can add it second semester you know like we said about you know micro changes to your game or it might be have to be the following following year yeah what i was thinking about playing with this year is locations so to kind of add more to my theme Maybe have a bulletin board that's kind of a map. And kids, kind of like my building idea, where you are would give you a temporary benefit. And each, I was, I'm trying to decide if it's each week or our school runs on an eight-day cycle, so maybe every cycle they would have to mm-hmm. select the location that they're at. And then they would have their items plus the sort of benefit of where they chose to be. That's cool, and i I think what I like about this is it gives even the lowest player some game choice per week. So if you have some kid that right. doesn't have an item yet, isn't really clicked in, still, once a week, they're gonna have to be like, "Well, like which you know, right now there's five locations I can go to? What's the best thing for me to go to? they they even that lowest, lowest,
1: lowest player has a game choice. right. I think that's important too, because even last year, like I had a couple kids who, They were just the kids who just do school. Like, they just, they're good students. They just go through the school routine. Just, you know, they weren't like huge into the gaming thing. But man, if they rolled the dice and they won for their guild, like, they lit up. Like,
0: that's awesome.
1: Like, so getting those kids who don't really seem like they're all in into it, getting them, you know, part of it it's that's important too because you know especially with the little ones like they all they all want to be part of the class yeah
0: i mean but i mean i think everybody does i mean i'll be honest last night i played some board games with a bunch of adults and one of the comments they liked about the game we were playing was it was you're all involved kind of at all moments it's not like i take my turn and then i have to wait five minutes before it's my turn again it really it really involved all of us so i mean i think even as adults like you want to you're you're playing a puzzle that's what a game is it's a puzzle and I, your game wants your mind wants to be engaged in that puzzle you, you so having opportunities to invite people in and stay in is always good yeah oh yeah well justin it i mean you hear the the music i hear the music it is time for reflection excellent So this one comes from Napoleon Hill, which, little known fact by probably you, I, and all of our listeners, is he was an American self-help author who wrote a well-known book named Think and Grow Rich, which is among the top 10 best-selling self-help books of all time, uh, born in 1883. jeez! Wow. Still has one of the (laughs) top-selling self-help books. That's crazy. That's amazing. That is amazing. Uh, so he has this great quote, which I think really encapsul- encapsulates what we're talking about today, and at very least gamification in general. Strength and growth come only through continuous effort and struggle.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, e- there are countless times that we're rolling or, and starting a new idea, and it was a sh- struggle bus. Like, oh man, <laughs> this is... Not working. And it's like, oh, man. So you have to, you just have to change. Like you're automatically thinking, how can I make this better? Like keep it, the idea, but tweak it and not give up on yourself and have the strength to, and just the willpower to make those changes on your own and come back to the kids, be like, okay, this didn't work. Well, they, they know. It didn't work. Um, Come back to them with an update, just a little tweak and be like, okay, this didn't work. Let's try it this way. And then things get better and better as long as you are willing to embrace that struggle and change and roll with it and don't give up on it. Um, I mean, that's I, I just keep thinking of when I did the Mar- the Mario Galaxy theme last year, like I made my the boss planet was super OP. Like they started, I had them start the day with a hundred XP more than everyone else, and they just kept gaining and gaining XP. Like if the other planets would um, lose a life or do something that would caused the boss planet to gain xp and they were just dominating i was like this isn't fair so that was a struggle and the kids the other kids who weren't in the boss planet were just complaining like they always win and this and that and so you have to be willing to change and adjust and i even had a talk with the boss planet members and be like okay you guys know this isn't fair you're winning all the time and it was a group of boys so they're like yeah we like winning i'm like okay but to make it a little bit fair and have everyone else want to play more we have to make some tweaks so i actually had them come up with some ideas on how to tweak the game a little bit and they're like well how about we start only with 20 xp each day and if we do something we're not supposed to they gain xp so it was um it was cool to see them, kind of embrace the struggle too, and help develop some ideas to make it work better. I mean, these are eight and nine year olds too, so
0: yeah, it's so it's, it's so innate in in it's, kids. It's awesome. Uh, for me, excuse me, <clears throat> for me the the quote just rings so true. I mean, like, t- I think a typical you know, modern day person wants to find that silver bullet, wants the quick and easy way to do something. And I think what Napoleon Hill really points out here is anything worth doing is worth doing well. And anything that you're going to be proud of, you have to invest time and energy into there. You, you, you just, you just have to, you, you can't, you can't be super proud of something that took you two seconds to make. So, um, you know, and I, I, I wish I could tell you that gamification was some sort of silver bullet, but it's not. I mean, it's no. going gonna, gonna to be awesome. You're going to enjoy it. Kids are going to enjoy it, but it is going to take continuous effort and there are going to be struggles. There's going to be things you mess up on. There are going to be things that you're wondering if you're doing right. Um, it's going to be an investment of time. And, uh, ultimately for me that it has been one of the best investments I've made, but, uh, it, it is it is an investment
1: yeah definitely time money i mean yeah. i'm still i'm still cutting out my my item cards out of lamination like <laughs> there's still a stack of laminated item cards that i still need to cut i've been cutting forever that's awesome but, yeah it is an investment but it's so worth it i wouldn't go back
0: i love hearing that so guys thanks for joining us today on well played uh Justin, it was a pleasure talking with you. I hope to have you back on the show again.
1: Definitely. Anytime. It was a pleasure being here with you, too.
0: Don't forget uh, the rest of you guys to check out explorelikeapirate.com for all sorts of ideas. There's blog posts, blog posts, podcasts. Uh, there is a fun giveaway that I'm going to run every month through this school year. Uh, see how that goes. Uh, so come back check that out it takes like two seconds to enter and i don't know there's all sorts of good prizes lined up uh thanks for listening it is an honor having you guys listen learn and play with us today um till next time take care